Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome to the Lazy Geeks Network. To the Lazy Geeks podcast, our weekly news podcast that discusses news that interests us from the past week. This is for the week of March 19th, 2017. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. Yes, yes, yes. And we are back again together in Los Angeles. Together again. Los Angeles. In Los Angeles. De California. In Los Angeles. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, um, how was your trip back this time? Because now you're picking up your daughter and taking her back, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm over the, the drive. You're over the drive? I feel. Two weekends yeah. was enough? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I'm just ti- perpetually tired. You know, it just <laughs> never ends. And I had a harder time sleeping this time up. I don't know why. I just kept waking up and shit. Well, that's what happens when you do a lot of speed. Don't tell me how to live my life. Yeah. Well, you know? yeah. I'm, I'm not trying. I'm just, just stating factor. <laughs> I taste tested the rains in Africa, <laughs> and that's uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, That'll keep you up all weekend. Yeah, that will do it. Yeah. We'll pretty much do it. Yeah, but that happens anytime you taste test the rains down in Africa. Yes, and that is a euphemism. Google it. Um, Google it. <laughs> let me let me write the definition first, and right. then Google it. Then Google it. <laughs> uh, so. Um, Oh man, like this these last two weeks because we've been shorthanded at work. We're basically a six-person staff of three people doing six people's work, and uh, it's just it's been grinding. Like this last week, I was like, I'm so ready for the weekend, and then I'm like, oh yeah, we're gonna be recording like on Saturday. So it's like okay, well, um, but actually, I was looking more forward to this than I was for work. Actually, you yeah, know? and then uh, but. I was like, during the week, I'm like, fuck, I'm so over, like, the job and all that shit. And then I was like, 
you know what? I'm gonna bust out my GameCube because I started thinking about like fucking Rogue Squadron two and three, and I was like, I think Rogue Squadron two was the one that you actually fought some of the battles in Star Wars, like you like you open up with the Death Star battle. Yeah, and uh, so I decided to put that on and play around with that, and. Oh, it was fun. I blew up the Death Star, just in case you were wondering. Right. Because I know that thought's lingering in your head. Well, did he blow up the Death Star? Of course. Yeah. So, I uh, did that. So, that would, that, it's, it was funny, too, because, like, all my consoles, when I tested them all, I, and if you look back on my Instagram, you, you'll notice I put a picture of all my consoles that I had put back. I just recently acquired Adam's uh, Xbox 360, because mm-hmm. that's the one I'm missing of the Xbox series, and I'm missing my PS1 right now. But um, I was like, okay. Well, it worked. So why isn't it reading the disc? I was like, oh, fuck you. Don't. This is, I thought that was like, this is my day. Like, this is mm-hmm. the kind of day I'm having. So I go in there, I look, and I'm like, well, it should be reading. And there's a little, you know, the little laser that goes back and forth. And I just touch, I just held it and I went back and forth on it. Because, <laughs> you know, it's Nintendo. It's yeah. like, it's the, the equivalent of blowing into the, you know, into the disc. Yeah. Put the thing back in there, all of a sudden, Broop! read it i was like oh sweet all so right stretch that stretch that motor out yeah because you know nintendo's always part of the easy fixes you know where mm-hmm. it's like little shit like that because you never have like the red ring of death or you know the blue light on, on you never have a software issue right you know it's always just oh it needs a little extra okay there we go <laughs> that's funny so it worked it worked pretty well so how was your week i mean um mine was pretty good i actually uh I was getting some emulators on the computer running, and I got that PS2 emulator. He fucking sends me this video on uh, at work, and he's just like, so this happened. Yeah, and I was just videotaping my computer screen. Videotaping. I was recording. <laughs> videotaping. I was recording my video. Did you rewind monitor. the video? Before? Yes, did you put I a did. tape over the little, uh, the little uh, prong that you peeped? Right, yeah. <laughs> and... Um, it was just the PlayStation 2 boot screen, but I was playing, like, Twisted Metal Black and shit. <laughs> just being stupid. But I got that. I got GameCube, um, and then all the old systems and stuff. So I was playing a lot of stuff uh, over the week, but just retroing it up, you know? Yeah. Um, next week, we're going to have a, a a special kind of Lazy Geek podcast bonus episode because every once in a while, there's a fifth Friday in the month. Right. Um and in, I was thinking about, well, we'll just do the one show. But then later on, I was thinking, you know, we should just do kind of something just random, kind of cool. So we were kind of on this retro kick. So one night we we're just like, oh, well, what about this? Oh, what about this? Oh, we can do this. And then we ended up, we're going to have a, um, it'll be the, I guess officially it will be the last Friday, uh, the last day of March. So we're going to have a uh, bonus episode, which is going to be basically our top five retro yeah um consoles with games and um like failed consoles so we're going to talk about that for a little bit so uh look out for that next friday because i know normally our our set is pretty well set uh yeah just another podcast two star trek episodes and then a um cheap seats so in that one i was like i didn't want to do an extra one especially if i was going to do like well if we do just another podcast where we talk about that then it's like two of those episodes right back to back so I was like, well, we'll just do a, we'll call it a bonus Lazy Geeks one and just kind of whatever we wanted to talk about. And um, so that seemed like a cool topic to have. Yeah. So look out for that next Friday. Uh, but yeah. All right. So I guess with that, we should uh, jump into our one awesome thing. So my one awesome thing is something that 
it's kind of been long time coming. Uh, this is The Verge is reporting that Netflix is testing a button that will let you skip the opening credits of some television shows, the company said. Uh, this week, some Twitter users spotted a skip intro button that appears when you hover over the title screen to show uh, for shows including Netflix's originals, House of Cards, and Iron Fist, and Mad Men in the Office third-party shows. Uh, the button sh works both with shows that begin with a title sequence and those that include one after a cold open. So the first mention of the button we could find was in a Reddit post from 22 days ago. So far, the button has only been spotted on the web. Rolling out over, um, more broadly would require app updates on many platforms where Netflix is available. Quote, we perform hundreds of tests every year to help make the Netflix member experience better, a spokesperson told The Verge. Um, skipping around the opening sequence um, is a long-standing request for many Netflix users who are prone to binge-watching shows and would rather not watch House of Cars smooth jazz time elapse eight times in a single day. Mm -hmm. And if episodes are auto-playing for you, in many cases, the opening sequence are skipped automatically. That I know is only if they have it in the very beginning. Yeah. But um, if there's like a little setup, it won't because I know Star Trek doesn't do it. Star Trek doesn't do it. West Wing doesn't do it. Right. Um, so, yeah. And like uh, the Netflix shows like Daredevil, they always have like a little thing before the actual mm -hmm. intro. So, yeah. So I'm kind of glad with that. I, yeah, it, it's I mean, don't get me wrong. I like the West Wing or I like House of Cards and stuff like that. But sometimes it's like, let's just get to the show, well, especially when you're binge watching. Like when I. I put Star Trek... I watch a lot of Star Trek Next Generation, obviously. And I always skip through it. Because I'm just like, okay, I know. Like, how many... I know the order of which, of this cast. You right. Know? Like, I know the cast. I know... And I don't want to be reminded that Diane Mulder was in the second season. Right, yeah. please. Like, <laughs> Racist Doctor intro. Right. Um, but yeah, that's good. That also... They, they, they also... They're getting rid of um, the five-star rating on netflix too they're gonna to do a thumbs up thumbs, thumbs down yeah they're going google route yeah which i think is gonna be a lot better yeah I'm, I'm better with that but it was funny because like i was wondering like how the the five system works like the star system like yeah. because i would look at that and i go well, why is it rating stars for me for shows that i've never watched so i always assumed that it was a rating for what the general consensus was but what i found out i was listening to a tech show and essentially what i found out is that it's based off of your um, previously viewed history, it rates it on how much you would like it. Mm. And I was like, well, that's kind of dumb. Because if you happen to be what, let's just say one night you just end up watching a bad movie because one of your buddies came over and selected that movie. It's, and you fell asleep five minutes in or something. Right, and it's like, no, I don't want to know that it's going to be like, oh, it's five stars. But based off of you watching Mano's Hands of Fate or something like that, you know, it's like, <laughs> it's like, no, that that's not how I want this thing to work out. Well, the star system is always um, difficult because it's so subjective. Like, what's four stars to somebody? What's five right, stars exactly. to somebody? You know what I mean? Like, five stars to me is damn near fucking perfect. So. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, and yeah, five stars to somebody is, it is really hard when you start rating shows about who and what, you know, people are looking for and then what you like and all of that stuff. So it, it is very, very difficult to, to rate those, but I'm the, the thumbs up, thumbs down, I think is a little, a little easier because, you know, you're able to just say like, yeah, I liked it. And that's kind of it. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, it's like YouTube. Yeah. You know, where it's like, oh, thumbs up, thumbs down. You it know? just works. Yeah. Um, so my one awesome thing, and it's funny because a lot of news outlets are acting like this is a big surprise, but they were talking about this, what, last year? Yeah. But whatever. Um, I so, guess because, well, I think a lot of it, we'll go with this, go with that first. Well, Sony has announced it will release a Venom movie on October 5th, 2018. Shocker. Possibly directed by Alex Kurtzman. The news first reported by ERC box office is very surprising, as um, Gizmodo says, um, considering no one has heard a peep about a Venom movie for a long time. Right. What we do know is Sony has been trying to do a Venom film for years. The character was more or less forced in Sam Raimi's um, Spider-Man 3, and afterwards several people worked on different versions of his story, including Kurtzman. When they went on to make The Mummy last year, uh, news, news broke that writer... Um, Dante Harper was working on a script that would reintroduce the character as the star of his own franchise, unrelated to the new Spider-Man films starring Tom Holland, but that was the last we heard of it. Mm. Uh, With this announcement coming only from Sony and not Marvel, it seems likely a standalone take on the character is still the plan. However, with a character whose history is so closely tied to Spider-Man and a new Spider-Man movie coming out, you have to wonder what exactly is the approach and who exactly will be involved so i'm gonna stop there but the i think it would be dumb if they made a standalone venom movie you can't do a standalone venom movie without spider-man's involvement it's like it's basically like doing justice league without a batman superman beginning you know well like spider-man is is a distinct part of that character's origin well yeah i mean most people don't most people what people don't realize is just where venom came from right i mean it you know black for, suit spider-man exactly for those of you that don't that don't know from um, um super marvel superhero secret wars secret back, wars, in the, right. back in the 80s uh all the this 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 is what a lot of people would really want to see, but that would in, have to include the Fox properties and the Sony properties, yeah. which they now that they have with Spider Man, but they would have to get like Fantastic Four involved and X Men involved. Mm-hmm. Is all the superheroes got transported to a planet in a free for all in a twelve issue series, um, and then during that process, Spider Man got the black suit, which eventually became which was eventually known as a symbiote. And then the Fantastic Four had to get the suit off of him. and But that's the problem is why not having Spider-Man involved was he stupid. Because the reason why Venom has webs right. and he can crawl on walls and shit is because the symbiote took that from Peter Parker's DNA. Right. So it would be... And then eventually bonded with Eddie Brock. And right. then it became Venom because it was because it was feeding off of the hatred of Eddie Brock towards Peter Parker. But then it, it's just so stupid, especially with... The huge buzz around Spider-Man right now. Like, if they if they made a movie that had nothing to do with the Tom Holland Spider-Man, it'd just be foolish. It just wouldn't make any sense. Yeah, and I mean, right now, there is really no... Like, they announced... And this is one of those things where Sony announced it, but there's no writer or director attached to this. So, I would see this as being possibly... And this is what bugs me, is that if it's possibly related to a, a Spider-Man sequel, um, again, we're endless... Venom is the only villain not smashed up with, you know, uh, Sandman and all that other shit that happened in the last, in that third Spider-Man movie. Um, cause Venom's a strong, Venom is a strong villain to have on his own, you know, and, uh, he is now, he used yeah. to be a fucking crybaby. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm, it's cool that where's carnage at. That's my question, <laughs> dude. 
Yeah, because then you have to bring in all that. But the beginning, you and you can, you can do a whole, yeah. you know, a whole series on that. But you have to really start it with Parker. There's no way to start it without Peter Parker or the original Spider-Man. So that'll be interesting to see. But um, I guess on that note, we can uh, jump into some uh, headlines. Bye-bye. Maybe. Hey. Yeah. So um, this comes from Collider. So last week, Warner Brothers pushed back the release date of Aquaman from October 2018 to the prime December 21st, 2018 release date. The weekend that was previously eyed for Avatar 2 before James Cameron's delayed again, um, the sequel. And so it seems that according to the, which is it? I think it is according to Variety, it seems that um, Warner Brothers is considering pushing a different DC film into production in 2017. He notes that the with the Batman now delayed, the studio would like to get a different property ready for release in 2018. Uh, the ones that are currently considered are the all-female-centric Gotham City Sirens, Green Lantern Corps, Justice League Dark, The Flash, and Suicide Squad 2. However, the... Um, the report does also note that if the scripts aren't ready to go, quote, the studio is content with just shooting Aquaman this year, end quote, until those other films are ready to go. Um, one of the things that also had come out was that um, there was also another delay in the Batman in the Batman film because uh, um, Affleck had uh, gone into treatment for alcohol, yeah, um, alcohol abuse, which was going to prolong that not to mention matt reeves just recently came on so there's gonna there need to take time with that shit um at this particular point it's 2017 i mean unless you have a script on the verge of being ready there's no way they're gonna film a movie this year right i mean there's just it, it would just at, at this particular point too you know rushing out a movie i don't i i just i don't really see it i don't really see warner brothers kind of doing that I mean, they've had so many. They've had so many delays, but I really don't see them pushing out well, another movie just to have a have a movie out. They have. They're, they're not Marvel at this point, right? And they're finally starting to get a bit of traction with the hype around Wonder Woman. And I personally think Wonder Woman's going to do well. Yeah. Um. And Suicide Squad, love it or hate it, it it did well, you know, and it is an Oscar winner. So, um, <laughs> just let that sink in for right. a little bit longer. So, I mean, it, they're, they're, they're going in the right direction. And I, I feel that just half-assing something is not, I think Warner is a little smarter than that. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> um, so we'll see. I mean, cause it, I mean, at this particular point, it took Marvel a while to get two films a year. Right. Um, I mean, there was, you know, there was Iron Man and then we had to wait nearly a year to have the incredible hulk and then nearly a year for other ones and now at this point they're you know their whole studio is so vast they have two maybe three movies coming out in right. one year especially now i think and got, television shows and you know it's just yeah. so much shit because what do we have right now we have uh guardian spider-man and then um there's an and then thor this year when does Infin infinity got next, next year next year infinity war yeah um yeah i mean i want the new batman movie i think i i personally like Affleck's batman um, but I'll, I'm willing to wait. Like yeah. if if it needs to be paused up, I wouldn't want them to put it out half ass. It's right, just gonna right. piss me off, you know. So, yeah, because I, I think in this particular instance, this particular report is 
well, like most of the news this week was kind of filler. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think this is just one of those of somebody say they would like to have something else and then taking it beyond that and expanding on it. Right. Um, I, I really would probably not put, I put this under the bullshit column of no, unless they have something ready to absolutely like, okay, well, this is already set to go into and they production. Might, they might have something ready to go. Yeah, but even... But I doubt it. I doubt it. I mean, with the way everything's going, especially with Flash. I mean, Flash has already been set for, what, two years now? And it's already yeah. been gone through two directors and, you know... I think they pushed back uh, Aquaman too, didn't they? Well, they moved it from, instead of coming out in June, they were coming out, or not June, uh, uh, yeah, well, somewhere earlier in the year, they moved it to um, December because Avatar 2 was supposed to come out at that time. But now that Avatar is not coming out, they're like, oh, we'll put Aquaman there. Same yeah. kind of fair. Just moving around so it doesn't have to compete with anything. Yeah. And, I mean, I didn't like the first Avatar, to be honest with you. I don't really fucking care. You mean Pocahontas? Yeah. <laughs> so, in the event that uh, in the event that Alien Covenant is a success, Ridley Scott says he intends to make four more Alien films. Uh, in an interview with Fandango, uh, Scott was asked about his plans after Covenant, to which the director replied, there will be another one before we kind of literally... What? And there logically. will be another one before we kind of literally and logically clockwise, but into the back rear back... Into, back into... Back into the rear back head of the original Aliens. Okay, I can kind of see where that goes. That's Ridley Scott, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Um... When asked how this future films would fit into the overall timeline, Scott dropped the name Awakening when referencing a film set between Prometheus and Covenant. It will be it will go Prometheus, Awakening, Covenant. Um, fairly integral, integral where this colonization ship is on the way. Alien Awakening would presumably complete a trilogy. And fucking filming a trilogy out of sequence. Yeah. Um, which would then be followed by another three movies making for a total of four new alien films after covenant if this is successful and then the next one and then there will definitely be three more you can tell that ridley scott's the type of dude that he speaks while he's thinking quickly like he's like uh then then i'm gonna then uh Mm -hmm. um which is fine i mean this doesn't make him an idiot it makes it It just makes it weirder to quote yeah um so What's going on here? Uh, um, so, yeah. I mean, four more, that might be a little too much. Yeah, I mean, I'm... I'm I mean, because Alien's great, but there isn't much... There'd be more of a story to tell if the alien had something to offer more than being scary. Yeah. Well, I, I, the problem is, is that now it's just, okay, we have an alien, now we're just putting a different setting around it, and then there we go. Right. And it's uh, going to be the same movie. Yeah. And that's the thing is, is that, I mean... They tried to do that, it was an alien versus predator, where they, oh, and it was so bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know. I mean, here, you're, the thing problem that I have with this whole thing is that I stopped caring about alien after resurrection. Mm-hmm. When they killed off Ripley, and then they're like, oh, we're bringing her back as a clone. It's like, okay, fuck you. I'm done. I'm out. And then, yeah, Alien vs. Predator. I think I saw that on cable, and I was just like, what the fuck? It's just dumb. I prefer Predator 2 over over, uh, Alien vs. Predator. It was just like ridiculous. They're just trying to mix two franchises. Well, it's Freddy vs. Jason all over. But Freddy vs. Jason was good. Well, yeah. I mean. Because it's funny. Right. But that's the thing is, is that this wasn't meant to be you know funny or what have you so all right 
Well, moving on into gaming news. Um, Nintendo's first Mario game for mobile devices, Super Mario Run, is coming to Android platforms via the Google Play Store on March 23rd. So this week, ladies and gentlemen, Nintendo announced today. On March 23rd, the iOS version of Super Mario Run will also be updated to version 2.0.0. Nintendo said the update will add new playable characters to Super Mario Run. And if players complete one of Bowser's challenges in the free version of the game, they'll unlock World 1-4. Currently, only the first three levels of Super Mario Run are playable in the free version. The iPhone and iPad versions of Super Mario Run were released in December 2016. The following month, Nintendo announced an Android version that would drop sometime on March 2017. So... um. As you know, the game is free to download and includes a one-time uh, and includes a one-time $9.99 purchase to unlock all its features. But you do have like you know the first two or three worlds that are free to play. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it's finally coming out to, to Android. It's been like what five months. I'm actually looking forward to this because I, I watched a uh, a playthrough on YouTube and it just looks fun. Yeah, that's you what know, it's, it's a really... solid. But it's like it's it's your typical runner title. But it ha- they add so much more to it, and it's just clean, and it's got the Mario theme to it. Right. Um, and I think it's ten bucks. Um, yeah, nine ninety nine. Yeah, nine ninety nine. Yeah, I'm sorry if you said that. Yeah, I, I, I missed it. Fucking listen to Fuck you. <laughs> um, but I'd pay ten bucks for it. Like it was, it was good. I paid the rains down, down in Africa. 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 <laughs> I bless the rains. Oh, you can. Um, you can. Uh, "Quote unquote," pre-order it on Google Play. You pre-register, yeah. Which I am pre-registering. I am too, it it yeah. just gives you a notification when yeah, it's ready to download. But uh, you know, because that's is. important in life. Even, right. even if I can't play it, I need to make sure I. It's actually kind of. It was kind of odd to see that it only came out on um, iOS first. Like I was like, "What is this? Seven years ago?" Yeah, like, I know. It is kind of weird now that you're seeing. Like, I mean, well, whatever. Yeah. What, what are you gonna do, Nintendo? Um, we didn't anticipate the uh, the demand that they would have on the iOS devices. I would slap the shit out of them. <laughs> so the results of January, you might not have known this happened, Steve, but in January. Or cared. In January, <laughs> Hasbro had a, um, or Milton Bradley, I think, um, had a um, Monopoly token madness fan vote. And the results are in. Um, three new game pieces will be included in the next generation of the classic board game this fall at the cost of a trio of tokens that have been with the game since the very beginning. According to Hasbro, fans across 146 countries cast over 4.3 million votes during the event, which pitted the eight current Monopoly tokens against 56 newcomers. Potential additions included new and updated vehicles, modern-day luxury items, a series of emojis, (laughs) and a whole lot of animals. The first classic casualty, the thimble, was announced during the 2017 um, New York Toy Fair. That 1937 original has been joined by its fellow founding tokens, the wheelbarrow and the shoe, uh, casualties of a fan base with a thing for beasts and birds. Now the top hat, I was always the top hat. Yeah. Which is kind of a bummer. Race car (laughs) and battleship are all that remains of the original line. Oh, I guess I, I read it wrong. Okay. Along with 1942's Scotty Dog and 2013's Unspecified Cat. (laughs) Um, 
While I'm sad to see the three originals retire, it's hard to say stay sad with the looming prospect of fighting my siblings with a Tyrannosaurus piece at the beginning of each game. Um, though these slot these shots are taken at my uh, whatever I don't care about your personal shit. Mm-hmm. Um, plus the chances of Hasbro playing off his Salja in another year or so and releasing a classic edition featuring the lost tokens are pretty high. Yeah, of course. Of course they, you know, yeah. Give it give it five years and then you're like, oh, only f- the only original five. So let's let's skip past the bullshit. The um the three new tokens are a Tyrannosaurus Rex, and it actually does look kinda kinda dope. Yeah. A rubber ducky and a penguin. That's that Linux, dude. <laughs> it's that Linux crowd. Um, the Linux crowd got their way in there, right? So that you know, and then the, the originals that are still here are the Scotty Dog, the unspecified cat, the hat, the race car, and the ship. The ship is a dope one. Yeah. I used to be like I used to be either the hat, the race car, or the dog. Oh, the cat replaced the iron. Oh, that's because I was like, well, there was another one, wasn't there? But yeah, I forgot yeah. about the iron. So it's like it's all it is is just replacing just things that yeah stuff. that no one gives a fuck about anymore. Like a thimble, nobody knows what the fuck a thimble this, is. The picture you put the thimble piece on his fucking middle <laughs> finger. Um, you know, whatever. But yeah, that's 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 how slow the news day is today. Yeah. <laughs> that I'm talking about Monopoly pieces, right? But actually, I we just bought Monopoly because we play board games at the house with the kids, hmm. and they added this new feature I didn't know about. It's this red dice, a single die. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it um. It's used. There's a whole mechanic behind it, but it's used to speed up the game. Oh, so it doesn't go so slow. I don't know exactly how it works, but I'm like, thank you. Yeah, because some of them games, man. The, like I mean, three days later. I'm sure, I'm sure I'm still part of like five Monopoly games that haven't ended. <laughs> oh, for yet, sure, dude. You know, and they never will. <laughs> yeah, they never will. <laughs> Pretty soon, I'll get a letter saying that I'm I'm still owed. I still uh, owe money on these last four Monopoly games. Right. All right. So moving on into comic news fans wishing to get a full four-day experience of new york comic-con will have to change up their plan game plan when it comes to purchasing tickets to the massively popular convention in 2017 according to cbr nycc has announced that there will be no three-day or four-day tickets for the 2017 show the announcement comes via the new york comic-con site which states that only single tickets for thursday friday saturday and sunday will be available for purchase when tickets go on sale at an unrevealed future date sunday kit uh sunday kid tickets will also be available for purchase in the announcement senior vp of read pop lance fenders fensterman called in the announcement of the elimination of the multi-day pass quote bittersweet adding that the decision came in response to um, NYCC's Javits Center home being under construction this October 5th through 8th when New York City Comic Con takes place. Quote, you may or may not know that the Javits Javits Center is going to be under construction, wrote uh, Festerman. Uh, This means we'll be working with some space limitations and we want to make sure as many people have an opportunity to buy a ticket and come to the show as as possible. Selling only single day passes will give more fans the chance to buy a ticket for at least a day to experience the full fun of NYCC. The move follows the steps of New York the San Diego Comic-Con International which eliminated its multi-day pass back in 2014. The show also cites a desire to give more people the opportunity to attend the show as a reason for dropping the weekend tickets. 
While NYCC has yet to announce when their single-day passes will go on sale, the convention did reveal that tickets will instead go on sale on a Saturday or Sunday as opposed to a weekday. Quote, we hear you and we want to make the ticket buying process as smooth as possible, reads the announcement. This year, tickets will go on sale during the weekend. We polled our Facebook event and you answered saying Saturday and Sunday were the best days for us to launch tickets. We'll do what we can to choose the most requested day and use the second choice as a backup. The changes made to the tickets ordering system won't include the elimination of virtual queues. However, as Festerman Me says, it keeps the show's website from crashing. We're working with show clicks to improve the queue and he added in the statement. So, yeah. I want you want to bet that damn site's going to go down. Oh, that site's going to go down. No matter yeah. What. I mean, Comic-Con still has those issues. Because um, you're limited by the technology. Well, you're, yeah, you're definitely limited by technology, and everybody always seems to underestimate the importance of, you know, that. Um, another thing that, I mean, I to be honest, I don't see how single-day passes versus multi-passes because you can buy multiple passes at one time yeah so i don't really see how that's going to allow more people that it just seems that oh because when you buy the four-day pass we actually give you a bit of a price break so with the multi-day passes it's just a marketing thing yeah. it, it's 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 the same reason why the, the mario run games 9.99 not ten dollars right it just it gives you the illusion that you're saving money yeah. um which whatever whatever works it's not like people aren't gonna buy the ticket so right. i don't know why they have to do that silly shit yeah. So, mine talking is... Talking about silly shit. Right. Well, I mean, I thought it was kind of cool. You would. But, just wow. This isn't really comic book related, but it is Thor related. There you go. But the actual Thor, well, the actual mythology of Thor. Um, a new theme fact based on Thor and other elements of Norse mythology is being developed in Norway. ITEC Entertainment is beginning work on Thor's Reich. Reich means kingdom in Norwegian. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, and I quite frankly don't fucking care. It's um, missing an R. It's R-I-K-E. Right, it's missing an R. Riker. Riker. Thor's Riker. <laughs> um, described as a theme park in Viking costume. That's not, that doesn't sound like a compliment. Hmm. Um, intended to mix history with mythology. And no doubt some comic book inspiration from Marvel's comic book Thor. I don't think it's going to have anything to do with Marvel Comics Thor. Yeah, because there's a thing called copyright. Yeah. <laughs> Marvel Comics Thor has a lot to do with Thor. Right. So that's, that's where it's going to lie. Um, anyway, quote, prepare yourself to embark onward an amazing journey deep into the Viking sagas. Granted, you're Fantastic truly... voyage. Right. <laughs> granted, you're truly prepared for this, Steve. We welcome you I'm to, always prepared. Oh shit. We welcome you to Thor's Reich, where the I'm Viking right age, <laughs> where the Viking Age returns back to life. Reads the park's description. Celebrate your own Viking spirit that dwells inside inside you with rides and roller coasters, authentic shows <laughs> on stage, eat like the Vikings did, and try if you dare to negotiate with them at their many stores. Why does this sound like one of those Sands commercials, you know, that you see on there, you know, like the family trip on the yeah. middle of the Bahamas? The planned Thor's Reich includes rides, attractions, shows, and even restaurants split into six unique zones, but not in, not the nine realms of Marvel's Thor mythology. <laughs> um, no Valhalla? <laughs> right. Um, oh, wait, I think it does. Plans include a 4D theater showing shows named the, Rag the Ragnarok Prophecy, Jute 
Jutenheim, the Bifrost Bridge, Valhalla, <laughs> um, the Great Hall of Odin, a wooden roller coaster dubbed the Ride of the Valkyries, a drop drop down ride called Rune of Doom, and a Clash of the Warriors Viking stunt show. The park is <laughs> is. is scheduled to open in spring 2018 and it sounds we'll like cl- and we'll close by summer because marvel will go ahead and sue <laughs> no marvel doesn't own the rights to thor um the it sounds like a mix if someone took elements of disneyland thor norse mythology and the renaissance festival that's what it sounds like to me right right you know it sounds cool i'm never yeah. going to go to norway to go there <laughs> but it, it sounds it sounds pretty dope don't limit your vision dude oh I'm sorry. <laughs> you want to talk about a language that's difficult to understand. <laughs> Norwegian makes no sense to someone who don't speak it. You're like, what? <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. I don't know. That'd be kind of funny. Um, will they have the hammer? Will you be able to lift the hammer? I'm worthy. <laughs> I'm telling you straight up. Like in that uh, Team Thor video where uh, Thor's holding the hammer and then he's like, hey, Daryl. He goes, here, you want to hold this? And he's like, ha, ha. Yeah. <laughs> as if. <laughs> uh, so going on into technology news, Sony is ready to lay the PlayStation 3 to rest a little over 10 years after the first model was released. Uh, Gematsu and Japanese website Games Talk have discovered that the company will quote-unquote stop uh, soon stop production of the PS3 in its home country. Sony will ha- uh, made the revelation on the 500 gigabyte black PlayStation 3 product page, which is the only remaining model still in production in Japan. The tech and gaming giant didn't mention specific dates, but a shop on uh, Kurumi and, and uh, Kurumi Fuyoku tweeted that it received a notification that production will end this month. Once all the remaining units are gone, shipments will also stop. Anyone who wants the console, <laughs> you still want that console, mm-hmm. um, uh, will have to look for secondhand markets. Sony has been taking steps to retire the console since last year. It released the last first-party PS3 title in October. In August this year, uh, the console will no longer be able to access PlayStation Now. The PS3 turned 10 in November 2016, and since Sony's consoles have a 10-year life cycle, it doesn't really come as a surprise. Still, a sad, um, still a sad news for fans who will continue to um, who continue to play games on the PS3. Though, after the production stops, the company will is bound to stop rolling out updates supporting its titles on the PlayStation Store as well. That's the problem with these newer consoles, like they just die yeah. because like you could take an nes out of storage and ain't nothing changed well my, you know? well yeah i mean that's the thing is, is like a lot of those like a lot of those consoles you just you pull them out and and if you've taken care of them fuckers will still play it's be- it's because the software now yeah. it's running a full fucking operating system so they if they it depreciates if they're not updating it you know right, right. and and then with that extra bloat from that I won't say bloat, you know, the features and stuff like that. Um, I can't, I get annoyed playing a 360 or PS3. It's so fucking slow compared to the newer ones, you know what right. I mean? Or compared to older systems, you know, because they're not simple like the old ones. But, um, yeah, it is what it is. Right, uh, we, I mean, it is funny, though, like, when I am, um, when I play some of the old systems compared to the new ones, like, 
a lot of the old systems are simple mm -hmm. you know like uh um pr primarily perfect example the gamecube of rogue squadron 2 pop it in there boom it starts up and then you get the the little graphics and all that stuff to play the game and it's like half the time when you put on a ps4 or xbox one game you're kind of waiting there for a few minutes because it got has to load it has to get everything together and then it starts with this you know hd graphics and all of that stuff and then you're just kind of like oh wait i can start now okay oh. cool you know ah. just basically saying back in the day we didn't waste time with this shit. back in the day so nintendo is doubling down doubling down what making two instead of one yeah <laughs> pretty much um on the switch according to sources speaking to the wall street journal um on account of strong demand the company reportedly now plans on manufacturing at least 16 million consoles over the fiscal year starting april 1st twice its initial plan the switch went on sale around the world on march 3rd and now and saw record-breaking sales across several territories Across the Americas, Europe, and Australia, Nintendo confirmed the Switch will had soon oh, had <laughs> sold more in its launch weekend that than any other so, Nintendo hardware in history. Sound the words out. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Nintendo has yet to to comment on specific figures, but estimate estimates suggest the Switch sold around 1.5 million units in its first week. If you still could, oh, fuck you. Um, I mean that's good. It's weird because I keep seeing reports that the Switch is selling like fucking hotcakes, and it's, but you can't get it anywhere. So I how? Know. Well, they, but that's typical Nintendo. Yeah. They always shortchange the fucking launch, um, and everyone's like super stoked about it. But every person, like every reviewer that I trust, every just person I see, they're they're like, yeah, it looks fine. Well, the thing is, is that everybody bought it, and any anybody that's reporting anything from what I've been seeing has been Legend of Zelda. Yeah, they, Zelda's been it. getting like 10 out of 10 across yeah. the board. And it's like, okay, that's cool and all, but are but we the game really just $360. Right. <laughs> are we just buying the... Is, is it just, you know, because it is Legend of Zelda? And, and you know, I was actually... Um, on a show that I was listening to, they were talking to a guy who, you know, who said he got the Switch, and he was saying, he goes... And he basically kind of reiterated what we were saying is he goes, Nintendo always does this where they they always make less than the demand. Mm -hmm. They go, but the problem it's now... It's kind of old school console business because right. they all used to do it. Right. And he goes, the problem now is that we always have something else to move on to. Yeah. So when we look and go, oh, that's... Oh, it's sold out. We'll move on to something else. We'll buy an Xbox or we'll buy a PlayStation or, you know, we'll just move on to something else. And then we forget about it. He goes, you can't play that game anymore. He goes, yeah. because you have to make sure the demand's there because you want everybody that needs it to buy it. Because if you have people that are like, oh, well, then I'll just, they forget about it. They wait. And oh, you know, six months later, like, oh, yeah, they have it. And now it's like 50 bucks more because they, you know, shot themselves in the and foot. And video games, especially now with the blog scene and everything, it's very mm -hmm. word of mouth. So oh, yeah. the, the more people you can get to play your thing and like it, the better. Because you're going to get more people talking about it. There's not a lot of people talking about the Switch, to be honest, in yeah. the grand scheme of things. And then most of the stuff that I've seen, it's been kind of negative because the Joy-Con problems or right. the scratching or whatever. The only positive stuff I'm seeing is Legend, Legend of Zelda. Zelda yeah. Everyone's freaking. And hey, fuck yeah, I'm, I'm happy that Legend of Zelda is the shit. Oh, and somebody said that the, um, you know, that uh, that Switch game they kind of showed where you were playing against somebody else, you know, like. 
with the Joy Cons, where you're like, oh yeah, like when you milk the cow, it's it's almost like a Wario party or whatever. Yeah, and then you like it kind of reminded me of like um, what came with the Wii, um, like the Wii activities kind yeah. of thing, where you know who's the fastest slinger and stuff like that. That's a demo. Oh really? Yeah. Also, oh, it's just a tech demo. Yeah, they have a tech demo in the game, and it's just like you should have really kind of packed that in there, like you did with um, with the Wii. Where you did, you know, the the me games, those Wii games, where it was just like you, you know, playing archery or baseball, or the yeah. sports ones and stuff like that. That should have been included, not a fucking demo. You're not Sony, <laughs> you know. Nintendo. Come on, Nintendo. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, it's just because, like, the more and more I see of it, the more and more I'm just kind of like, I'll wait. Right. And that's not what that's not the response Nintendo should be getting right now. Yeah, but the problem is you'll only say, and I'm the same way. You'll only say you'll wait for so long. Yeah, until it just becomes I don't care. Yeah, that's what and, happened to, with me with the Wii U. Yeah, it's like, it's, oh, I'll wait, I'll wait, and then eventually I'm like, I, I don't fucking care anymore. Yeah, you know. So, <laughs> all right. So on that note, I think it's time we uh, jump into jump into our discussion. baby daddy <laughs> <laughs> so um this week's discussion topic uh why don't you why don't you bring it up because that was it was actually something that you kind of were noticing well we didn't get onto a broader topic but one thing that i noticed was like there's a few youtubers now people going crazy <laughs> like one is pewdiepie and this is a well-known thing pewdiepie is um he he was like one of the most popular youtubers and just played video games and stuff like that. And now he's just going nuts. Like he's talking about racist shit or he's doing this. And he has to re-explain things all the time. And even his explanations, like if you watch him, he just doesn't look all there. <laughs> like he's a little loopy. I don't know if he, he might have broke up with that girl. He had this girlfriend that was super hot. I don't know. That's a different thing. Um, and then there's this new guy now, John, John Johns or something like that. I don't know. You'll know if you know. Um, but he... He went on someone else's podcast and they were talking, they started talking about politics and he started talking about some like really, really like right wing stuff. Like even Republicans get nervous uh, about that kind of stuff. Even the alt right is going, dude, you're a little off the board here. Right. But I've noticed like it kind of goes in the an over thing where fame just twists people sometimes. Like yeah. it, it makes, and it doesn't really matter. Like you could say, oh, they're just YouTubers. I'm like, yeah, but in their realm, they're super famous right they're making their and a lot of them they're getting money off. oh yeah oh yeah pewdiepie's making money yeah you know you ain't gonna be making much too much longer but (laughs) um and then we were were coming up with uh examples a big example for me of this was beyonce so god forbid you say anything bad about fucking beyonce people freak out like they personally know that's their aunt you know but um i remember when she first came out i was in it was my high school days and she was, you know, Destiny's Child. She was the Christian girl, always smiling, sweet, pretty, you know, blah, blah, blah. And now she's a fucking lunatic. Like, well, when was the... She was going to have a kid, or she was pregnant with the first kid. And she took that picture where she was, like, down on her knee, and you could see her belly. And she had, like, a wreath of flowers around her. It, was just, it looked like a really bad Photoshop. And it was, like... When did you ever feel you were that important? Right. Like, it looked like some princess shit. You know what I mean? And it's just like, this is what happens, though. 
Yeah. And but more more you know the picture's funny whatever but more on the Beyonce thing, she used to be more pop stars wholesome songs or whatever. And people always say, oh well she's growing up. It's like she was growing when she started singing. Right right. You right. know now she's doing that hood rat shit. I just want to do hood rat shit with my hood rat friends. You know and she's doing things that really aren't lyrically challenging anymore. Yeah. Just the the normal crap they put on the radio to make money. And um, it just seems to me that like. The more money and fame you give certain people, the shittier they become. I, I agree. I, I, I do. Uh, I, I do understand that whole point of view. Um, or maybe they were already shitty and they just didn't have the resources <laughs> to do it. I, I think that a lot of it there, there is, there is that, there is that that they were always probably um, they put on a good public face, and then suddenly when you reach this point of where. It almost yeah, like like let's say with Beyonce that if somebody speaks negative of you, suddenly you know everybody's like you know, um, you know oh oh you don't know what you're talking about or you're you know you were a racist or whatever. Yeah. Um, SNL did a great bit on that a couple years ago. They did where it started off as this like little part little dinner party where there's you know I think two or three sets of couples. And they're talking about, oh my God, have you listened to the Beyonce album? Oh, it's great. And this one guy goes, "Mm, I just don't get it. And then they looked at him and they're like, what? And he's like, I don't, I don't, I'm not really a big fan of Beyonce. And they're like, don't, don't say that. And then suddenly these guys in suits and hats and glasses were out looking for him. Suddenly he was on the run because he didn't like Beyonce. And, um. And it, it's just, it's that kind of thing where it, it's like, I think there's a certain pinnacle that certain people hit and then suddenly it becomes, well, I can say whatever I want because people don't care. I mean, the same thing happens where, you know, uh, where I where celebrities are a little off, but they become more off as they get more popular because I think a lot of it is because they're surrounded by their yes people. Yeah, they're not. No one's there to tell them you're acting like a fucking asshole. Right. They, they don't. They don't have any real friends yeah. around there because your real friends are like, um, aren't you kind of, you know, you're, you, you look, dude. You're the, the, the real buddies are the ones that are like, hey man, you're kind of acting like a dick right now. Yeah, you look like a piece of shit. Right. Because you are a piece of shit. <laughs> right. And you exactly. need to clean your act up. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and that's where I think a lot of that comes from is that. Um, and then somebody brought this up uh, on a, another on a show that I was listening to, and they were talking about about um, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, fuck, I just totally blanked out on his name. The dude that made the the Jewish anti-Semitic uh, comments, the uh, PewDiePie. PewDiePie, yeah, there you go. Um, he, uh, they were like, would it be the same thing if he had 50 YouTube followers and then did that stuff? No, it wouldn't. Yeah. As opposed to now where he has, what, about a million, maybe a million or maybe a couple hundred thousand, you know, and he makes the comment, suddenly that gets attention. Is it, be, it's because of the fact that they have more of a soapbox to stand on and more people see him. So then when the more people see him, because I guarantee you with half the shit that you and I say on the show, somebody would have been offended. But the fact is, is that we don't have, I mean, one, we don't care. Right. Uh, two, because um, that's the thing, I, my personal opinion of all of that is that, you know, where people say something and then it's like, I apologize for offending people. It's like, no, I don't fucking care. Yeah. 
Because the thing for me, it's that if if I offend you, unless I even go, whoa, I crossed the line there. Yeah, know? of course. And everybody knows the lines. Right. Like they pretend they don't, but right. everybody knows. Yeah. I uh, I was um uh, there was this gaming uh this gaming podcast that was done by I can't remember the name of that podcast, but it was done by a group of guys that left IGN and started their own. And one of them on there put on their Twitter page, you know, um, hashtag day without a woman. Remember that the, the, that whole bit that they yeah. did and put, oh, fine. The pers- person put, oh, finally, peace and quiet. Hashtag day without a woman. <laughs> I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny, too. Oh, of course, people got some people got offended. Eventually ended up improved the fact because all the women started fucking complaining. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then ended up um, resigning from, you know, the, the company that he started and stuff like that. And then they could like, well, it wasn't because of this. But for a long time, we've been drifting apart, blah, blah, blah. He was a co-founder or whatever. And then left and, and all of that. And I'm like, you know, it's shit like that. that well, it, first of all. If I'm, if I started a company, I start, we started the Lazy Geek. Right. And I say something that was a little outlandish. Now, if I crossed the line, I, I would, of course, apologize. You know what? Some things were said, maybe, you know, in the heat of the moment, whatever, and I'll apologize. I am never leaving my company. Right. <laughs> because I offended someone. Right. It, get the fuck over it. I mean, to me, it's one of those things where, um, and I'm not saying what, you know, what PewDiePie said was, was, was right, because that just was like, Dude, seriously. And there's a point where you're just like, there's common sense. I mean, granted, and and anybody who says otherwise is full of fucking shit. We all say things in the privacy of our own home with our friends or whoever. And we'll say shit that probably should not be uttered outside, you know? Like, I know... For example, when I said... No, just kidding. (laughs) No, I'm not going to give specific examples, of course. But one, because I can't remember them. But... A big thing with people in our age group, because it's a wide, a wide thing, but it's just in culture, American culture anyway today, is telling racist jokes ironically. Right. Because racism in itself is funny because it's so dumb. Right. So people will say it like, ironically, I'm saying that right, right? And you say, you say it and people go, oh, fuck, it's stupid. You know right. what I mean? And, and it's, it's that American like insult humor right you know and and the thing is is that that kind of humor belongs in your circle of friends right because they know the context like if i come up to steve and i'm like shouldn't you be on the corner fucking selling oranges or something or hey you know? hey um hey i know you have an orange give me an orange you yeah know? like stupid stuff like that or when he told me today we were <laughs> at target and we were coming up with the thing and you know saint patrick's day was yesterday right. um for this recording and he's like, oh, look, Guinness, I, I, we're going to come back. And all the Guinness is going to be gone. <laughs> no, because we, we said, oh, no, I said, uh, because they were like, oh, well, let's meet here at the Guinness. Then I go, yeah, you take too long. Adam's going to be laying there in the corner right. with all the Guinness bottles empty. With a tin whistle in my hand. You know? <laughs> I, we can joke around like that because we know each other. We know we know we don't mean ill intent. It's right. just joking around. But the problem is, is that a lot of people don't understand that those things need to stay within your friends. Right. Well, there's there's people nowadays, and this seems to be happening everywhere. People don't understand context, exactly, which is the issue. And I I, I do bl- I don't I don't blame the internet, but it's the cause because yeah. everything's given to you now in sound bites and and little just a quote. So no one younger people don't get context because they're never taught it yeah you know everything's taken out of context and and it's it's acted like it's fact i mean look at um in phoenix 
which I currently am not in. <laughs> um, Phoenix is, uh, there was 400 people at the, I'm here in the second hand, but there's 400 people at the pass, passport place. Because people getting their passports because um, Trump, they were saying, well, Trump's going to revoke birth, um, birthright citizenship, which is um, when an illegal woman has a child on American soil. Now, there has been, so they, they think that they were birthright citizens, so they're going to get deported. They don't research it. Right. They just take that little soundbite and they run with it. Now, from what I heard is that Trump wants to get rid of that rule, which we're not here to debate that. But right. that's that's what he wants to do. Doesn't mean to get to deport fucking grown men and women. <laughs> right. You know, that doesn't make any sense, you know. So, um, but that's what people do nowadays. They just run with it. And yeah. there was a perfect example too. Um, we were talking about this yesterday. I was shown a video where two people were at a college campus. I don't I don't know. I think it was a Cal I'm not trying to pick on California, but I could catch that vibe from the type of kids that I was seeing speaking. Um, it looked like California kid, maybe UCLA. And um, they were saying, well, they wanted to get signed a petition because St. Patrick's Day is a racist holiday because it promotes whiteness and white supremacy and it's not inclusive of all races and blah, 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 blah. Now, obviously, if anyone listening to me who has any ounce of common sense <laughs> is going to know that that's stupid. Now, you might not know what St. Patrick's Day's true thing is, but you could easily look it up. Right. But... These kids aren't looking it up. No. So these two people go and they spread misinformation. But I don't really blame them because we we're, we encounter idiots all the time. But these kids who are in college, <laughs> you know, they go, oh, oh, really? Oh, oh, well, fuck yeah, I'm signing that. I'm right. like, you believe these two schmoes? Like, look, something. You have a phone in your pocket, man. Well, that's the thing. It's like I've always said that we're in, a, in an age of information is literally at your fingertips, and nobody uses it. Problem is too misinformation is at your fingertips yeah. and it's much easier for a person to say i already have an opinion or i already have a misinformed opinion and they can go online and, and find, find other people, people that believe that and that then reinforce that reinforce it yeah. and then they're like oh well that's true then yeah. it's like but you either subconsciously or purposely avoided all the facts oh yeah and got to your alternate facts <laughs> you know yeah and that that's that's true with with everything and and you know but but getting back to kind of the the you know what started us down this rabbit hole is the fact that you know like in no way shape or form are we saying that uh pewdiepie was right in in anything that he said or any of these other um people the and what they said the thing is is that i think in a lot of times and this is the age and, and it does kind of dovetail around back to that viewpoint of people like like pewdiepie you know oh I, it was a joke, that whole, you know, anti-Semitic thing. Oh, it was a joke, and people didn't take it as such, and, and I'm, I'm, if you were offended, I'm sorry. It's kind of like, if you laughed at it and you got it, cool. If not, I'm sorry. It's, it's not an apology. It's not an yeah. apology. And to me, it's one of those, there are just certain things. Wow. Cat is a, <laughs> that cat is an asshole. Um, you know, there's, there's just, there's certain things that common sense you know not to do. If you do it, you're doing it for a reason like if you don't if you don't know anti-semitic jokes are inappropriate in a public setting yeah you are the biggest fucking moron like 20th century just read a book right. like seriously it's just not cool right you know and regardless of whether because there are people out there that are like oh you know 
the Holocaust never happened or, or what have you because it was, you know. Who listens to these people? You know what I mean? It's the same people that classify them with the flat earthers. Right. And if you're offended by that, good. Um, <laughs> um, I get heated about that flat earth <laughs> I shit. I don't want to even talk about but, uh, it. Oh, but it's great. At work, there's this, um, this older lady that I work with, and um, she was just like, we were <laughs> i had i told her that like before she had left the company and then came back and then i had told her that i i fall down i'd fallen down that rabbit hole of youtube uh conspiracy theories and she was like oh my god she goes you know what i can't she goes like i watch tv and this and everything she goes but when i get bored late at night she goes sometimes i'll listen to coast to coast and that's all conspiracy she goes and i just like i sit there and i think like oh my god these people actually believe that. The problem with that stuff, though, is if you listen to it long, long enough, enough, you start it starts making sense, yeah. and then you get scared. You're like, oh, and then, shit. And then suddenly you have that, you you flip around that picture, and it's this board of all these connecting strings. And <laughs> when all did I shit. do this? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Well, that's why I, I blacked out, and then I woke up, and I was still really tired. That's why. He's like... And, but she but we were talking about chemtrails and she because oh, yeah. she saw a plane going I was she's blaming like, stuff on chemtrails all Friday for yeah, no reason that's, that's what we were doing yeah. she was like she goes look Steven chemtrails and I looked up and I uh, we started laughing and then um, she, we were joking around and then she's like oh the one that bugs me lizard people she goes that one bugs me and I go oh yeah I go the lizards are running the, the government she goes yeah I can't believe people think that I go they fucking got that from V the TV series I go that that TV movie came out in the 80s. That's where they got it. The you know? Kardashians. Are, <laughs> are them, yeah. Um, my whole thing with, like, people saying outlandish shit, and this sounds very libertarian, which I've started thinking about a little bit more, just some of the social stuff that they talk about, but I think everyone should be allowed to say whatever the fuck they want. Well, technically, you should. You should. Insta- I mean, you can't. Providing it's not, you know, it, it, like... Here's my thing. Like, you can't say, hey, you, I'm going to kill your fucking daughter. Like, yeah. you obviously can't say shit like yeah. that, you know. Fire in a crowded theater. Right. And also, you know. Anything that's going to cause panic. Yeah, or, or, like or even, and hate speech. But there has to be that line of hate speech. If somebody's sitting there, that they're like, going, we need to get rid of all the, you know, insert race here, you know, and this is how we're going to do it. We're going to murder, you know, that kind of stuff, no. But if it's somebody that goes, hey, yeah, you know, I... I kind of like what, you know, Trump did here or what Obama did here. And then it's like, oh, well, you're, you know, you're a racist for that because you agreed with somebody who doesn't agree with your ideology. America America is actually a country that's supposed to embrace different ideas, regardless of whether you believe them or not. But also the the protection of free speech primarily protects the ones you don't like. Yeah. So regardless of whether, you know, because everybody is so on to censorship. Of one way or in the, of one thing or the other because they don't agree with the ideology and it's like but then that ends up what happens when it switches around and becomes on you oh suddenly it's a bad idea see and censorship to me i think is dumb censorship is a response to lazy parents oh yeah that's all it is it's it's because you the parent is unwilling to actually screen what their child's watching they just want to hand them the tablet and tell them to fuck off right. you know and I think censorship in 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 any form, other of course, there's always extremes. Like yeah. I I don't, I don't want a snuff film to play on CBS. <laughs> you know this. Well, those those shouldn't exist anyway. Right. Anything that brings somebody pain, 
You know, physical, real pain though, not my feelings hurt. You know, and I think that's a big issue nowadays. Is is the uh, we're kind of talking about something else, but I don't really fucking care. Um, (laughs) the the big issue nowadays is is that there's no checks and balances, and no one understands what free speech is. Right. And there's a perfect example. This was at um, I forget what college. It's always at a college, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. Um, some Republican group of kids. They have like a club. They put up a sign and they got okayed to do it legally with the school and it's a wooden it was a bigger sign it was a wooden sign it just said our their meeting was at on this day um please join us you know whatever nothing bad no opinion was said on it nothing and some some dude who i had like a like a like a crop top and like purple hair or something you know whatever it doesn't even it's relevant i just thought he's dressed funny um he destroyed the sign and while he was destroying the sign some of the republican dudes were like hey please stop you know this is we have this here we can have this here and the guy was like no this is my freedom of speech it's like, no that's asshole not, you're not, destroying property yeah that's not freedom know, of speech which is not intense of the law right. by the way um and he was arrested yeah. and he screamed the entire time this is my freedom of speech you're for my freedom of speech and then a bunch of dumbasses came out and agreed with him well, of course and it's like no that's not freedom of speech like it's not if steve says something that i don't agree with i can't punch him in the mouth <laughs> like that, that's not it's like oh well i hit him because freedom of speech yeah it was I, I was expressing my freedom no because it's just that freedom of speech yes yeah, what you're doing is committing an act and that is a that is vandalism and i'm sorry if you if you have an opinion if you have an opinion that you can't defend in a civilized manner then you never truly believed it anyway oh yeah you're just a sheep and you're following a trend right. because if if you truly believe let's say liberal ideals whatever you can i mean there's there's good and bad and everything but if you if you resort to screaming or breaking things or violence, it's because you're too stupid to articulate right. what you actually think, or you don't actually think anything. Right. You're just doing what everybody else is doing. Right. Which is sometimes why, when you see these news reports, sometimes the Republicans look better because they tend to be a little older, so they they sit there and they go, "No, I I, I hear you, but right. I'm trying to say that." And then you get the younger kids, "Fuck you, you fascist, fucking piece of shit." Right. It's like, "Oh my god, you look like a moron." Right. You know. But that's the thing is, is that now, I mean, it's the Jerry Springer uh, generation that's coming up. That's like, "Oh hey, you know, throwing shit and being that way is the way we express ourselves." Yeah, and it's like, no, that that's not how you do. It. What it used to be it used to be called debate. You know, and you would actually have a, a civil discussion with other people. And at the end of the day, it would be like, okay, while we don't agree on these little things, overall, I still think you're a good person. And then, you know, people could people with vastly different ideologies can be friends. I'm friends with people that have vastly different idea, idea um, ideologies. But the one thing that we don't talk about is politics and sex. Unle- I mean, not sex, uh, politics and religion. Everyone talks about sex. <laughs> but the thing is, is that unless we can actually have a civil conversation and it doesn't get to the point where somebody's veins start popping out right. through their head or they're getting they're getting mad. And- well, I've had many people tell me, because I'm, I'm an atheist, my wife's a Christian, and people have told me to my face, that's never going to work. It's like, well, I've been married for 12 years. Right. So, or been together for 12 years, been married for 11 this year. And I'm like, it works because we respect each other right i don't go up to her and go you know you're a fucking idiot who believes in fucking fairy yeah. tales and she doesn't tell me i'm gonna burn in hell you know because it's stupid it's and because a, you already know that yeah exactly <laughs> you know, i don't need to be told something i'm aware of <laughs> right um 
but it's just you can't throw a temper tantrum as an adult because you look like a fucking tool. Yeah. And and if any, no one's gonna respond positively to that kind of behavior. Right. You know. And the sad thing is, is I do think it has a lot to do with the the '90s parents. Yeah. That were like, I just want to be my kid's friend. Right. Because that all started in the '90s. Yeah. You know, and um, it's I don't know. I have a lot of kids, and I feel it's my duty to raise them to not be that way. Yeah. And I, I make sure they aren't overly sensitive and they, they can articulate points and they listen to everything that everyone <laughs> right. says. Yeah. You know. But that's really the thing is that nobody listens to what other people are saying. They're just waiting for their turn. They're, they're just seeing people move their mouth, you yeah. know? And, but in, in this instance here, it, it, this actually does kind of dovetail back. So we go back to, you know, uh, PewDiePie and, um, and that uh, and that other the, that other guy, they can say whatever they want. You can be outraged and whatever you want. That's your freedom. If you, if they say something, that's your freedom. If you decide I'm not going to support that person anymore, don't support that person anymore. If if you know you're like you know that was offensive. Yours, I'm going to tell your sponsors that you're saying this kind of shit to me. And if the businesses pull away from that, fine. You know, let them do it. That's how this works. Yeah, it's a court of popular opinion, right? And that's how it works because if you if somebody says something, so here here's a perfect example. Adam and I say something, and then you take out of context what we said, and you decide to like, oh well, you guys are racist, whatever. One, we'll laugh at you. Yeah. Uh, and then two, we move on. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm not going to sit and dwell on it. Yeah. And then you can sit there and try telling other people, but there'll be other people that'll be like, I've been listening to them for like, you know, six years, seven years, what have you. And I get what they're saying. You know, it's like they're saying it either to be funny, to prove a point or anything like that. But I know that they're not that way. Well, you have people, too, that they sit there and listen to people speak and wait. Right. Until they say something that can be construed as bad right. and then latch on to that. Right. It's something my wife does when I talk to her. Like, I'll be explaining something, and then she'll wait till I curse. Right. And then she'll go, you're cursing. Don't <laughs> curse. And I'm like, oh, my God. It's such an old... I'm going to be sexist now. It's an old woman tactic in, <laughs> in conversations. Uh, but but in the end, you know, like... I, I don't know. I just... I think that a lot of times when you get into... When you reach a certain, a certain point, and that's where, like, people going crazy, like... Beyonce, Madonna, you know, Charlie Sheen, all of them, I think it's because the people are surrounding them. They don't have anyone to tell them no. They don't have anybody to tell them no. Like, you know, um, who was it? Some, uh, somebody was talking about Prince and, um, saying that, you know, he wanted to get a camel at like three in the morning. Yeah. And they were like, uh, you can't it's three in the morning but he like he didn't understand yeah he wasn't i remember hearing that and he wasn't even mean no he He just didn't he literally couldn't understand why he couldn't have what he wanted right because Because for years he got whatever the fuck he he wanted wanted. and he finally asked for something that was impossible (laughs) like three in the morning and like three in the morning in in milwaukee Milwaukee, yeah Yeah. you know it's like unless we break into the zoo that's the i don't care how you get it i want one you (laughs) know but I remember hearing about, and he walked away still confused. confused he's yeah. like, "Why? Well, I don't understand why I can't yeah, have what I want." Yeah, because he's used to he's used to getting what he wanted, and everybody around him would always get him what he wanted. But that's the thing is, is that you know, and then 
I think that's why poor people are the most humble. Yeah. Because they get told no all day. Yeah, they get no to- yeah. told all day. And then when they get, they're like, oh, okay. Oh, shit. Yeah. I can, I can actually get what I want? What? Um, and then you think it's a trick. Yeah. Like, wait a minute. Yeah, wait. It, how much that cost? Is this stolen? Is yeah. this stolen? Like, how, how hot is this right now? <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> should I be waiting for the cops at the door? Is it, should Let I me d- get your name and number. Right. <laughs> and, um, but then you get, like, the YouTubers. And I think a lot of times with the YouTubers, I think it's partially, partially them getting a little full of themselves, which can happen because you're dealing with Ego. No, you're dealing with normal people that are like, "Look what I did! A I lot did of times all this." Young people too. Yeah, look what I did! I got all these people by myself. You know, well, the, a big problem I think with YouTube, and I'm not trying to knock anybody. If you're entertaining, you're entertaining. But if you if you became super like PewDiePie, okay. He became super popular by playing video games and technically screaming at them. Mm-hmm. Some people find that funny. I don't. You know, I'm not knocking the guy. Mm-hmm. But it's not an actual marketable skill. Right. So you get this inflated ego that you are so great when in actuality, in the grand scheme of things, you're really not. Right. You're just funny to a certain group of people. You know, so it's um it's not you can't really compare people like that to like George Carlin or something like that. You know <laughs> right, what I mean? Right. It's it's you're a lot of times people like to watch people acting like a fucking idiot. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that was that was one thing I was gonna say is that, you know, with YouTube with YouTubers and, and, and like those like people like we like I said earlier, people like Beyonce or Madonna or Charlie Sheen or all of them, they're just they just they're just so far out of reality because nine times out of ten, they 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 have no clue as to what normal people go through. Like you know, um, it was cracked. I think did a. I was I saw an article where it was like, um, like ten stars that are dumber than you think they are, and all of them on there. I was like, no, I already thought they were dumb. Yeah. You know, and like Gwyneth Paltrow, like she said some pretty stupid. Yeah, shit. Yeah, she is. Like there was one that they said like, you know, well she she's from a, a famous family. Yeah, yeah. She's like mothers can take time to do anything with their kids. Oh, and, they can't. And then they're like, yeah, she also has a chef. She has a physical trainer. Exactly. She has a nanny. But see, and then, and then like, when you really think about it, you can't go, oh, she's just a bitch. She's not a bitch. She just doesn't understand. Yeah. She's never lived at that economic level right. where the mom's working a 40-hour right. week shift and stuff like that. Well, they, they also said, like, Alicia Silverstone, they go, that she said in her book that every mom should spend the first year of the baby's life with the baby. Yeah, I'm sure that would be nice. And they even said they go, yeah, but mostly people in their couples in their first year usually end up spending about like sixty thousand dollars on the kids. So having that luxury of you know being able to spend that money without making that money would obviously be a big thing. And uh, but yeah, so that realm is where people become so detached, you know, from reality of they've always had this money. They go to some engagement and make so much money that it would take most of us a year or two to make, you know, of working a 40 hour week with overtime, you know, but then you get the, the YouTubers that I think that sometimes on that level, it's people get, I think it's part of it is thinking they're better than they are. Another is shock value. Yeah. I think they were doing a lot of that to see if, you know, oh, it'll get me... Give me more views. It'll get me more views because one... Because Google doesn't care why someone's watching you. Right. It's just someone's watching you and you right. get paid for it. Yeah, and the, th- and the thing is, is that with that, you get... Um, yeah, people are... People will watch you 
and then you'll think um, the train of thought is uh, no press is bad press. That's it. Right. And then the other one is they they fall off their top. They fall off where they where they started. You know, and yeah, there are times where people grow and people want to expand and stuff like that. We've done that here. We've, you know, we've gone. F- we still do this show and we even tried for a little time not to do this show. We ended up coming back to it. But with all the other, sh- you know, with we've expanded, you know, doing other shows and stuff like that. But we've tried to find what we're comfortable with, you know, and then sometimes with them is like, well, I want to make a brand out of me. And, the, you know, if I made a if I got so many thousands of people watching me for yelling at games how do I expand my brand? And then eventually what happens is they kind of fall out of what they did. And then they re- venture into the realm of politics, which will always kill you. Yeah. Each and every now time. You're, now, now you're falling into a niche. Yeah. Only certain people are going to agree with you. Yeah. It's easy for the masses to agree with something simple, something yeah. funny and whatever. Yeah. You know, and it's, um, but the coming back to the original thing, my main question is it doesn't happen to everyone. Right. There are plenty of people that are super famous, super successful, and they're not detached. Yeah. And and you could go, well, maybe because they remember how they grew up or something like that. Yeah, okay. You have someone like Dave Chappelle, who's, who's very grounded. You know, he lives on a farm in fucking Ohio. You know, <laughs> he stays away from the Hollywood scene. Um, who did you bring up earlier? Um, the Nerdist dude. Oh, Chris Hardwick. Chris Hardwick. Now, we know Chris Hardwick because he said it. He's, he's had battles with alcoholism and stuff he's he's lived that struggle you know and he understands that but there's there's people some people that like beyonce she didn't she didn't grow up rich right you know but still she slipped right into that fucking i'm a princess mentality so why does it happen to somebody you think it's just a personality flaw i don't know if it's a personality flaw i think it's kind of one of those things to it's just one of those areas that it's that moment where you allow yourself to 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 I think it all comes down to like one point, like a, a decision to like, you know what? I'm going to allow myself to be this way, maybe this time. And then you're like, oh, I got reacted differently. Then it starts, you start feeding off of that because I'm guarantee you every single person has gotten to that point where it's like, I could be a dick or I could be cool. Which do you go? And then whatever you find the result for, especially if you make that choice and you go, I'm going to be a dick. And then you find out, oh, wow, I get more this way that's the way you become and i think a lot of times it's certain people it's not in them to be an asshole yeah. like they don't they don't want to cause trouble and but, stuff like and that and then there, there's other people too that are out there that just know that like they'll have their and it's not to say like people everyone like, has their moments yeah everybody yeah. has their moments but they they all know when to choose it like everybody has the ability to know what can set them off and if you're self-aware and i think that's the real thing is you're self-aware to know that oh no I'm getting I'm going to be pulled into this and I'm just not going to go there. Yeah. And then, you know, you can have your bit off, you know, off in the privacy of your own home with your buddies. And then it's like, yeah, fuck that clown. You know, you're you're cool. And then you, you vent and you're good. But you also need to know, like people like Chris Hardwick, you know, he went he's gone out there and he went from a nerdy blog and now is like, you know, ambassador of The Walking Dead and with his own and all his shit. He's able to do whatever, but he knows he's a brand. Like, he knows that any false move, he could lose a lot of it really quickly. So it's that point of of, of actually actually just being careful. Because I hear we could easily say shit that would push us over the edge. 
you know, because we're, th we're thinking it, but we do say it off camera when it's to us because we know we're joking. But I kind of agree with that, but also I don't feel like I, I censor myself. I say whatever the fuck I want. Mm. I've said things on this podcast that are questionable. <laughs> but I think the key is, is when I say it, I always explain it afterwards. Right. And a lot of people don't do that. Like, I'll say something, maybe it sounds racist or something like that. But it's the way you say it that it's obvious it was a joke. Right. It's obvious that you don't really think that, you know, and stuff like that. And and the the one thing with shock value, if someone's going for shock value, you can't do that. Because you're not shocking anybody right. if you're saying, oh, I'm just kidding, you know, and blah, right. blah, blah. You know, a lot of people say some fucked up shit. Like the YouTube video, the ones who do pranks. Yeah. Like there was one where he was walking around. Um, I, I don't know who it was, but he was walking around. I think he was grabbing girls' asses or something. And on the surface, oh, it's kind of funny. But then when you start thinking about it, you're like, so he's sexually assaulting women right. on the street. You know right. what I mean? And he's doing that. And he doesn't give a fuck because he wants views. He doesn't yeah. care how he's treating anybody else or something yeah. like that. You know, and, and when you start getting into that realm where you're just unchecked, you're just being overly selfish. It's all about you. Um, I keep thinking about Beyonce because she's the one that's always in the news for it. But like when she had her kid, they they basically shut down the maternity ward just for her. Yeah. And I'm like, she ain't that fucking important. And yeah. she doesn't need an entire level. What about everybody else? <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it Just because she sings pretty songs. Mm -hmm. So it's like. I don't know. You have someone like um, a perfect example in the other on the opposite way. And of course, um, someone who who left us a little too early, but like Princess Diana. Yeah. I mean, that's not a celebrity. Princess Diana was a princess. Right. You know, and she had all the power in the world. She could do whatever the fuck she wanted. Nobody could tell her anything. And, and all she did was help people. Yeah. And she was nice and she was kind. So it's just it's weird. It's weird to me. And it's a weird human condition thing where some people will fall down that rabbit hole and just become this twisted fucking disgusting version of themselves. Oh, yeah. And then other people are fine. They, yeah. they, it doesn't get to them. You know, so it's just weird. Well, I think I think the people that don't let it get to them are people that know that this is all fake. This is all, all right. that stuff. And again, they probably surround themselves with people that friends from the past. Right. Real people. Maybe it's that. Maybe it's the people that are don't let it get to them they have the ability to know when someone's bullshitting them or not because that's definitely a skill yeah like i can tell if someone's bullshitting me but um i have friends that don't they they have no fucking clue like they're like oh my friend my friend's mad at me but i don't know and i'm like he's not your fucking friend like yeah. he's he's treating you like shit and you don't even notice it right you know like i know steve's a piece of shit yeah <laughs> i know adam's a piece of shit but only reason we're only the reason we're friends is because of this right yeah all because of you, because that's what we do. Yeah. All for you guys. Right when this mic turns off, yeah. we fight. <laughs> Mortal Kombat style. Finish him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I think we went down that rabbit hole. Yeah, why not? Yeah. All right. So on that note, I think we should end it with a little palate cleanser. Let's do, uh, how about our douchebags? So my douchebag actually comes from uh, ABC7 um, out here in L.A. Uh a robbery suspect inadvertently shot himself in the head as he was struck by a victim's car early Wednesday morning outside a Denny's restaurant in Hawthorne, authorities said. The incident began around 2.45 when one person robbed a group of four victims in the parking lot of a Denny's in on, Haw um, on Hawthorne Boulevard. 
Authorities said that the suspect rob had um, the suspected robber had two accomplices waiting around the corner in a getaway vehicle. In the video obtained exclusively by Eyewitness News, the surveillance camera captured the moment one of the victims ran over with um, ran over the gunman, as well as one of the victims running terrified into the restaurant. The surveillance camera outside shows the four victims leaving the restaurant and getting into a car. Then the suspect robs them. Video from inside the Denny shows one of the female victims running into the restaurant for help and panicked patrons called 911. Outside, the suspect attempts to run toward the, a, the getaway car and the driver of the victim's car hits the gas in reverse, dragging the gunman back. <laughs> Quote, He's running away from the scene with the gun in his hand when the victim chased him with the car. When uh, when he struck him, it launched his body up in the air, and somewhere in that process, the gun in his hand fired, resulting in getting a bullet in the head, the Hawth um, Hawthorne Police Lieutenant Ty Goat said. The suspect was transported to Harbor General Hospital in Torrance, where he was listed in critical but stable condition. The owner of the restaurant, um, Amir, said that he doesn't feel sorry for the suspect. Quote, I'm not going to say any prayers for the suspect because he's kind of got what he um, got what's coming to him. You know, he decided to rob somebody and that's what happens. You're taking a chance whenever you do something like that. He said the two accomplices fled the parking lot and remain at large. Hawthorne police said a handgun was recovered in the scene. The insurance suspect was not immediately identified and no descriptions of the other two robbers were available. I saw this video on TV. That's why I searched out for it because you see the dude run up to the car because like the four people get in and one of the pr people in the back seat was about to close the door you see the dude hauling ass gets in there and then like leans in and tries to rob him on the other side in the back one of the girls ran out of the car and ran back into the restaurant so the guy tries to take off and then the car all of a sudden hits reverse and it pushes the guy but he kept on his feet and ran car turns around and chases him <laughs> the getaway car you see parked right here turns and bolts leaves that dude by himself and then the dude gets hit you see him go up in the air and then go ba bam right on the ground Fuck. i died laughing i was like sir's that fucking idiot right i was like see what happens is i am like that's the hawthorne batman right there <laughs> <laughs> this ain't no bruce wayne shit tonight that's what's happening so <laughs> No pearls fell on this street, like. Want to fall into mine? Um, Disturbing, sorry. <laughs> yeah, Sergi Santos, a is a man on a, with a mission. He wants to make sure robotic sex dolls that enjoy the sex as much as the humans, or at least act like they do. The Barcelona-based engineer has just created a sex doll named Samantha was equipped with the latest advancements in artificial intelligence now first let me stop the term artificial intelligence is used a little too loosely first of all <laughs> artificial intelligence doesn't exist right um cleverly written if statements exist <laughs> so um as the video above demonstrates a video and get that link on our show notes of course um samantha responds when the user touches her hand and hips by saying positive statements like I love this and nice and gentle in a sing-song voice. Baby. Yeah. Um, basic, so this is a quote. Basically, she likes to be touched. She has different modes of interaction. She has romantic. She has family. And she has also sexy mode, um, Santos told uh, Rupti TV. Um, Santos also said that she, quote, likes, end quote, to be kissed while putting his finger in her mouth in a manner that's not awkward at all. Yeah. Um, 
Santos said it doesn't take much for Samantha to respond to romantic overtures. Um, normally, she likes to be kissed always, and also she responds to basically the G spot and also the breast. She also responds to the unlike hands. a real woman, <laughs> right? However, she's no sure thing. Santos said she is programmed to want romance first, then get comfortable before getting sexual. So why don't you just date a real woman? I don't know. The objective, the final objective of the sexual mode is to give her an orgasm. Okay, well, that sounds realistic enough. Um, watch her heated responses and yet another awkward screenshot. <laughs> like, Look at the sad shit, dude. Santos is now. You can see the pictures, uh, by the way. The the link is in the show notes, so you guys can check it out. Santos is now selling Samantha at synth synthematis.com for around five thousand three hundred and seventy four dollars. Um, the video below shows the doll expressing both affection and fear of rejection before getting aroused enough it's to expressing ask. Something. I'm not exactly sure if it's fear of rejection. Yeah. Um, Santos sex doll may be an advancement over other robots, but he admits some family members wish he'd focus his priorities on other pursuits. Oh, I don't know, like curing cancer or something like well, that. It's like my my aunt asked me if I can create a doll to cook. Um, he told the uh, the Catalan language website Regio Seven, and I said yes. It's a question of price. Yeah, sure it is. Um, my <laughs> he didn't create a simulation of romance. He created what he like he created the easy the easy mode right because if this was a true like he says oh she's not a sure thing and i'm like then go get a woman right you know like this is a sure thing like because she just because you program to go oh i'm not in the mood right now but then all you have to do is persist right. and she's like okay yeah you know, that's not how a real person that's behaves called exactly <laughs> so it's I'm I I'm kind of mixed emotions with this stuff. Like I get it, it's going that way. We're gonna have to deal with it. But I feel like a lot of this stuff and this picture, exact like the last <laughs> picture right here, um, it kind of feels like it just promotes if someone has problems being social, yeah, and then they they don't have to work on them, right, right, and right. It, that goes into a bigger thing of like the snowflake mentality like oh i have an issue so i have to be treated differently no you fucking don't you need to get with the program or you're gonna fall behind right you know and it's um it's just i don't know like whatever people are into is what they're into but this make it just makes it sound like oh um you know she's she's got romance built in no she's nothing you you created the porn fantasy of a woman before the sex right so i've always said that porn the porn's ultimate fantasy is not the sex it's the woman that craves dick and craves being touched like a heroin addict women aren't like that all the time you know maybe with someone they like they're comfortable with you know something like that but like these women like oh i just met you five minutes ago unless you're dealing with that chicken that cherry pie video oh jesus um (laughs) like in porn it's like oh i just met you oh i have to suck your dick right like it's not oh okay i guess it's i have to do it like i'm going to die if i don't do it like that's what he's creating right you know so it's um and i don't know what's going on with spain lately (laughs) but um he's perpetuating the illusion exactly spain also (coughs) is the place that has the first um brothel with sex dolls not the robots but just sex dolls I did. I would not want to be on that cleaning crew. (laughs) 
So <laughs> tower the duck right there. Oh <laughs> God. But um, you know, to each his own. Yeah. I'm just saying, let's call a spade a spade. Don't don't sit there and say, Oh, it's simulating romance. Shut the fuck Shut up. It up. It's not. How many days did you have to take that robot on before she she, get, <laughs> she got with it? Right. <laughs> oh wow, that's just um... it's it's well, the last thing I want to say because this is what I want to say in the beginning and I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> the whole point. I forgot my whole point of this. <laughs> the whole point of romance, like a lot of guys will say with this, like, "Oh, good because fucking women are always acting bitchy and this and that and this and that." It's like they're human beings. Like, if they don't want to sleep with you, that doesn't instantly mean they're a bitch. Or a lesbian. Yeah, exactly. It just means maybe you suck. Or they have a 12-inch dick or an inheritance. Right. Yeah. You know. So, I don't know. It's just people (laughs) are fucking weird. By the way, we'll continue this conversation on the new Lazy Geek podcast. (laughs) Sex Dolls and You. (laughs) By Adam Riley, MD. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Well, that is this picture, bro. I want to put this as my phone background. It's so depressing. It is because look, like look at these guys. They, he's it, got deader eyes than the doll, and they both look uncomfortable. And the other one's a doll. She does have a nice rack, though. Yeah, he's, he paid special attention to that. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, if you're gonna do that, you're gonna do that. You know. I mean, we're not showing the booty, though. You know, so it's, it's whatever. Right. You know? Hold on. I probably got that mom This one is just weird. (laughs) I kind of see something. Hold on. Oh, shit. I don't know where I'm going. Oh, the videos. Oh, man. So she's supposed to be responding negatively. She's not even moving. I don't know. She has that stance of, like, I'm annoyed. But at the same time, her legs are kind of parted. So it's like. I guess it doesn't move. It probably just speaks. So it's basically a fucking I pee myself doll. <laughs> Whatever. It's just weird, man. That's funny. All right. On that note, I think that's uh, that's it for this episode. Uh, please rate and review the show. Please review the show on iTunes. You can help us out immensely. If you catch the show, you can catch our back catalog, actually, if you check out check it out on stitcher itunes iHeartRadio, as well as our website thelazygeeks.com follow us on facebook facebook.com slash thelazygeeks or search us out on twitter and instagram by using the lazy geeks one word uh, you can find our links to our social media hubs through the website thelazygeeks.com as for me you can find me on the interwebs uh on twitter at a middle-aged geek instagram middle-aged underscore geek or check out my blog themiddleagegeek.com and i'm on twitter at Sapien TLG. All right, and uh, be sure to tune in on Friday for our new Away Team episode, Loud as a Whisper. Uh, basically, the um, the special needs episode, I guess you could say, of, uh, of Star Trek. Um, Hello. <laughs> I'm Wesley Crusher. <laughs> right. uh, that is it for us this week. So until next time, peace out.
This has been a production of the Lazy Geeks Network, available only at thelazygeeks.com. Goodbye.